You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here we go, everybody. Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl here in Arizona. Robbie Vogler here with me. Richie Somerville back at the studio making sure everything's running smooth. Uh, let's set the table for the game, right? It, it's it's Tuesday, which is kind of objects in mirror are closer than they appear territory for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Monday feels like it's a mile away. Wednesday feels like it's tomorrow. Tuesday, it's like sneaking up on you. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into a conversation here that has been had. I mean, seven hundred million times. Andy Reid off a of bye. Andy Reid off a bye. He's legendary. Andy Reid off a bye. He's the best coach ever. Andy Reid, you give him an extra week to prepare, he'll have something special for you. Andy Reid is 28-4 and off of a bye week. That's absurd, okay? 28-4 and off of a bye. It's a wrap for the, the, the Chiefs, right? Give him, give him the trophy. It's a wrap. Send the, send, send the Eagles home, right? But wait. Nick Sirianni, three and zero after a bye. Uh oh, do we have do we have a young Andy Reid in the <laughs> making? Chris Canty on Greeny, uh, a show you can hear every weekday right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one, uh, had this to say about the possibility that Sirianni might one up Andy. We've seen a more inexperienced head coach outcoach a legend. It happened in the Super Bowl in 2017 with Doug Peterson outcoaching Bill Belichick. I think the same can hold true in Super Bowl 57. This team has been great situationally throughout the entire year. And for that reason, along with the innovations that we've seen from Nick Sirianni, I say he has the potential to outcoach Andy Reid. He has the potential to outcoach Andy Reid. Now that that was that was a nice maneuver by Canty. Has the potential to and will are two very different things. I don't think anyone is expecting Nick Sirianni to outcoach, outmaneuver, outthink Andy Reid. By week for one, by week for both, by week for none. You're going to expect Andy Reid to be more comfortable in this situation, to be more prepared in this situation, to be more ready to roll in this situation. But make no mistake about it, the biggest thing about a bye week is getting healthy. And both teams seem to be getting healthy. We talked about this yesterday, but it'll be our health check brought to you by Virginia Clinical Research. Uh, Mecole Hardman's the only impactful miss for the Chiefs. Matter of fact, uh, Andy Reid told the, the media earlier today as part of their media day that the entire roster that is going to be available, that's not on injured reserve, was practicing today. Now, we should also mention this. as Again, as part of our health check brought to you by Virginia Clinical Research, the rules in the NFL for participation, full participants in practice, that sort of thing, right? Is someone limited? Is someone full? Is Was there something that the other people at their position did that they were held out due to uh, an injury? 
Well, when you're at this point in the season, it's not like you're out there doing very physical practices, right? Practices could even be described as some form of a glorified walkthrough. So if Patrick Mahomes early in the season had this ankle injury, he likely would have been limited. I say that because, well, you know, if there was going to be riffraff around him, right, defensive linemen falling down near his ankles, they'd keep him out of the drill. But for right now, no one's falling at practice. No one's hitting the ground at practice. You're more comfortable to have him out there. And as long as he's not held out of a drill, you can call him a full participant. So the, there are guys. There's 0.0% there's of teams that have made it to a Super Bowl that don't have guys that are going to play in the Super Bowl that are getting over uh, cuts, nicks, bruises, owies, whatever you want to call them. So, the, the, yes, the Chiefs appear to be super gung-ho, everybody's ready to go except for me, Cole Hardman, but also they can't quite possibly be that way. If you look at the Eagles, right, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, a lot of those guys up front banged up, but they're expected to play. Again, health check brought to you by Virginia Clinical Research. So the biggest thing about the bye week is getting healthy. That's number one. That's most important. The other part about a bye week is how you use it, and I thought it was very interesting the Chiefs are a team that have been here before, three of the last four years, that they almost have a, a routine, right, a schedule that they follow every time. And here's Andy Reid talking to the media on a Zoom earlier this week about the game prep likely being done in time for this week. They almost treated last week. I think it's week. important. I think uh, it, before you get down to Arizona with the distractions and the different events that go on, you'd like to at least have the base part in where, where you've got a good foundation of the game plan. If you have to tweak it, here or there, you can do that. But you, you really, while it's relatively calm here and normal, then let's get it done. I mean, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. The Chiefs are, are using the bye week or used the bye week almost as if they were playing on Sunday, which is really interesting because, you know, you, they didn't pace themselves. They didn't say, we got two weeks, we can do two days on this, two days on... They said, no, 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 treat it normal because they understood what the, the hoopla was going to be. And, I, and I've uh, observed that about the, the Super Bowl week. We're, we're obviously here, and it's my first time being on location at a Super Bowl. And that question gets asked every single year. How are you dealing with the, the ceremony? How are you dealing with all of the chaos, the distractions? And to be honest with you, for most of my life sitting at home, I'm like, it's a football game. What do you mean? How do you deal with distractions? You lock in, you compartmentalize, and you play football. That's what they've been doing their entire lives. And then this week being here, it's like, oh, how do they deal with the distractions and the hoopla? It, it becomes much bigger and and even bigger than you think, right? You think Super, Super Bowl, superstars, all in the same location is going to be big. It's bigger than even that. Patrick Mahomes talks here about how his past Super Bowl experience is helping. We're going to be able to go out there and do what we usually do throughout a week with the added stuff that we have to do. And so uh, it's nice to have that experience before. I can teach other guys and help them along as well because even though it's the same team, we have a lot of new players. And so I'm excited to get these guys down there to get that experience. And at the end of the day, you want to win the game. So I just want to make sure those guys keep that in mind. The, the experience. And, and DJ Dozier brought it up earlier when he was joining us in the guest chair, the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. The experience of a Super Bowl game is important. It's also ironic because we talk about how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl after you lose. Uh, even the Chiefs, as good as they've been, they lost. The next year they didn't make it back, and then the following year they're back. It, it's tough to get back, but, but being here before, I can see how you would look at that as a big, big, big-time advantage. 
And if I'm the Chiefs, I'm almost I'm giddy about that because I know what it's like to be them a couple years ago, right? I know what it's like to be 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 a team that's that's super antsy, and and that's what Philly is going in. It is worth mentioning the Chiefs did win their first Super Bowl appearance of this this core, so may, maybe the first time you know beginner's luck is something as well. Uh, but speaking of all the, the chaos surrounding uh, us here in Phoenix, this is the location for the Super Bowl. Uh, Robbie, our guy, went out and got some man-on-the-street interviews. So he talked to the, the, the people out in the world. He actually ventured out into the street outside of our media badge. You need to get into secured area with uh, the police dogs are everywhere on the perimeter. He went out to the people last night and got some man on the street interviews these are brought to you by margie and ray's seafood Uh, again man on the street with robbie from phoenix it's time for man on the street with robbie vogler brought to you by margie and ray's seafood restaurant on the tim donnelly show on priority auto sports radio 94.1 that's right robbie vogler out here man on the streets brought to you by margie and ray's seafood out here before opening night trying to get the feel ask some questions and see what's going on on the streets of phoenix arizona so we've got karen karen where are you from uh originally kansas city but i've lived in arizona 20 plus years so i imagine you're a kansas city fan ever since i was five if you had to pick a player from kansas city and the eagles to spend a weekend with on a deserted island who would it be travis kelsey i guess jalen hurts he's all right i wouldn't mind jason either man on the street coming to you some some fans that you wouldn't expect to to see out here between uh you know the chiefs and the eagles got some raiders fan and and a saints fan got raiders and saints fans in the city first off what brings you guys to phoenix we're working the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Super Bowl, baby. So you're working the halftime show. Rihanna, you guys excited for that? Yeah. Three, three, three yes, baby. Let's go. Any any top songs that you're looking forward to? Uh, the only girl in the world. Throw it up, throw it up. Raiders fans in town for the Super Bowl. What do you think about the whole Derek Carr situation in, in Las Vegas? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Well, he had, his, he had his due diligence there, and, and it's time for him to move on and try to get that Super Bowl somewhere else. Las Vegas didn't do him justice. I'm just being honest, but we love the guy to, for, to, to you know, ride we're apart now, but we're ride or die with Derek Carr. But, baby, that's right. Robbie Vogler, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, out on the streets of Phoenix, Arizona, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Sule. Wearing a Devontae Smith jersey, I'd assume you're a, you're an Eagles fan. Yes, sir. All right, I'm asking everybody this: if you could, if you could spend a weekend on a deserted island with one Eagle yeah. and one Chief, who would you pick and why? I would say uh, Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. You know, Jalen Hurts probably may survive, help us survive on the island, and Travis Kelsey would be really fun to hang out with, I think. Love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you, man. And that'll do it for Man on the Street right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are going to be here all week getting all different types of fans, players, perspectives, asking them the hard-nosed questions right here. That's Man on the Street. Brought to you by Margie and Ray's Seafood. Go check them out. There you go. Robbie out amongst the people for some man-on-the-street interviews. Those will be coming to you all week, and they will be presented by Margie and Ray's Seafood all week 
as well. Uh, so check them out for your seafood needs. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, a very important interview, uh, the Wounded Warrior Project has been partnered with the NFL for over a decade. And we have uh, their VP of Business Development as well as a couple of the Wounded Warriors uh, that they've helped joining the show coming up next. So stick around for that uh, right here on the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row in Phoenix. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. From Radio Row at Super Bowl 57, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show, live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Uh, presented by Dream Lawns. We're on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And connecting with us in the guest chairs here is the crew from the Wounded Warrior Project. We'll start with Bree, VP of Business Development with the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, Bree, thank you very much for, for stopping by. I see you kind of ping-ponging around Radio Row, very popular guest. Uh, but let's start with the, the, the connection between the NFL and Wounded Warriors. Uh, what, how long has that been going on, and, and what type of relationship do you have? Yeah, well, first, I want to thank you all for having us. It, it really means a lot. Um, so we have partnered with the NFL for over 10 years. I, I really can't believe that they um, have, you know, they've stood by us for over a decade, which is an amazing partnership. Um, but, you know, they, they step in and help whenever we raise our hand and say we need help, um, whether it's securing bikes for our soldier ride program, connecting warriors and family members uh, with attending events, funding some of our mental health programs, um, they have really been a true partner. And on top of that, uh, we were talking uh, ahead of time, there's there's a connection with the actual players, which I always think is fun. Darren Waller amongst them, Morgan Fox amongst them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what role do the players play in all of this, and, and what is it like when you get to interact with them? Yeah, so a number of players have signed up for my cause, my cleats, and so that really shares the message of Wounded Warrior Project. Um, but we, some of the players have individual relationships with warriors. Um, you mentioned Morgan Fox. It's very cool. His dad, Joe Fox, works for Wounded Warrior Project, so he gets to hear a lot about, uh, as we call it, WWP. Um, but, you know, it's always nice when uh, they can make that personal connection um, and, you know, just really open up some different opportunities for warriors and their family. And speaking of that personal connection, I want to talk to a few of the the wounded veterans coming up here in a second. We have CQ and and Lisa that will be joining us in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair as well. Uh, But before we do that, listeners, if they want to contribute, if they want to help out, where should they go? What should they ask? Where, Where can their support go? Yes. So uh, we'd be so grateful. Just visit woundedwarriorproject.org. They can also find us on social media and there they can donate. They can sign up to volunteer, participate in events or host their own event to help support Wounded Warrior Project. All right, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll mention that again before the end of the, the interview. Let's go ahead and switch you out for, for CQ because I want to I get to the stories. Uh, so we'll, we'll introduce Lisa uh, as well as CQ. Uh, they are a couple of the, the wounded veterans that, that have been uh, aided by the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Lisa because yesterday I'm walking by, I see you holding some, some big Super Bowl tickets. You're going to be going to the game? I'm going to the game on Sunday. And, and what was that like? How did you find out? Tell us the story. I, I found out um, when they gave me the tickets. It was a surprise. <laughs> um, I came here on Saturday night. Um, I was coming to Super Bowl Experience and then to do a couple of interviews for Wounded Warrior Project. That's all I knew, and that's what I normally do anyway. I, I do interviews and, and mm-hmm. commercials and things like that. 
and um, they had called me the night before and said I had this interview with Amy and Victor, mm-hmm. and I just did a couple of, you know, look Googled them and did a little <laughs> bit of research because so I, I didn't want to fumble anything. Yep. Um, and just so I'll have some background on them, and I came down here to do the interview. They were very welcoming and warming and just conversating, doing an interview, mm-hmm. what I normally do. And then Victor turned around and he took these two huge like you see it all the time someone takes these tickets I like, was like the big checks the when you win yes. something yeah <laughs> and that's what it felt it felt like i hit the lottery so you know at first i'm i'm seeing it and i'm hearing it but i still don't believe it so i i i've said a few times and cq was there so he probably remember more than me i was like like seriously for real <laughs> like like you guys aren't playing like like i couldn't wrap my mind around the whole thing the excitement and the surprise and this everything about it was just overwhelming in a great way and I was I just felt so blessed you know that they chose me you know it mm-hmm. was it's crazy it's like I'm still on this high <laughs> well we'll uh we spoke with with uh, Gracie here from the Wounded Warrior Project she gave us a bit of your story but but obviously extremely well deserving why don't you uh tell the listeners a bit about your relationship with the Wounded Warrior Project and and um you know what what has gone on with with you and and, and that group well, um, I joined Wounded Warrior Project in 2009. I came home from Iraq in 2005, so I spent four years like um, in a cloud, you would say. Um, when I got with Wounded Warrior Project in 2009, they actually, it took a few years. It wasn't overnight, but because of them, I was able to transition from Sergeant Crutch back to Lisa. And I wasn't able to do that prior to. It was a hard struggle for me. And um, it, w- it was a very sad point in my life because I couldn't grasp who this Lisa was. And I, honestly, I didn't even know who she was because the Lisa that went to Iraq was not the same Lisa that came mm. back from Iraq. And I didn't know how to adjust to her. And I don't think the world knew how to adjust to her. And I, I, I resented her. And Wounded Warrior Project, they allowed me and put me in place with people to you know make me realize that this lisa is she's a pretty good person Mm. and you know she's a better version of lisa and i accepted that and that's why i'm able to sit here and have these interviews because wounded word project has they have um just gave me my camaraderie back with my fellow veterans and they gave me it's almost like my life. Mm. They gave it to me back. And so that right there, I'm forever grateful to them. Forever grateful. That, that voice here is Lisa. She is a, a uh, representative of the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, you just heard her story there. It, it's, it's fascinating hearing you say, you know, you went from sergeant back to, back to Lisa. Uh, was it that clear? Like, did you, did you notice it when, when it happened? Or, or was it something that happened gradually? Um, I think it. I, I was noticing the gradual mm-hmm. happening of it because um, it's it's might sound strange to you, but it's easy for me to transition from Lisa to Sergeant Crutch. Easy, but when you're fighting in a war overseas, mm-hmm. you're literally fighting in a war. Um, now I'm Sergeant Crutch. I don't have the responsibilities of this world. I have the responsibility of being a Sergeant in the United States Army fighting in a war. So I know my job. I know what to do. And that's all that's expected of me. But when I came back here, you know, I have to be a mother, a wife, you know, this mm-hmm. person, that person. So the transition, I couldn't 
And I, I think part of it was I didn't want to. I didn't want to, so I was fighting against it. Mm -hmm. So when the transition slowly started happening, I wasn't fighting against it anymore. I was welcoming it because now I'm my eyes are open to like, hey, this this chick here is not that bad. It's great, and we're we're happy for you, and obviously very thankful to the wounded warriors. Uh, I want to move over to CQ here, another wounded veteran uh, who's who's joining us here on the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one, sitting in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. Uh, CQ, we have a lot of in our area. We have a lot of Commanders fans, so I, I know that there is a positive Commanders kind of tilt to the story. Uh, but 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 let's start at the beginning. Uh, what was it like for for you? What is your story, and, and how did you become connected with the Wounded Warriors? Uh, wow, that's a very very broad, long question, <laughs> uh, long answer to that question. Yep. I think uh, the the short answer is uh, I'm originally born and raised in New York City. Okay. So I was a kid from the city. Um, I was a senior in high school actually when 9/11 happened, and so mm-hmm. very quickly after that, I, I joined the army, uh, uh, served in Iraq, served in Afghanistan, was wounded in 2005, spent the next two years recovering in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So for two years, I had 44 surgeries. I died twice. Um, and eventually wow. in 2007, I was medically retired, and I was lost for a long, long time. It was a couple of years, and, and Wounded Warrior Project came into my life at, I mean, at the perfect time, honestly, when I was when I was in a really rough spot, and, and they helped pull me back from, from kind of that, that really dark time in my life, and the, the camaraderie of serving with other, or working with other guys, and, and, and meeting people, and sharing experiences was a huge benefit to get me kind of on the road, because the physical recovery, that's the easy part. That's the easy part, honestly. Broken bones, broken, bro- <laughs> broken bones mend. Yep. You know, you can get uh, X-rays and things like that, but when you, when you, when your service, something you connect to on a whole other level has been kind of ripped away from you, uh, it's something that takes a very long time to kind of recover from. So um, I'm very grateful for Wounded Warrior Project and, and everything they've provided me to get me back to where I'm at. And, and again, uh, we, we talked with the Wounded Warrior crew over here prior to you jumping on. Uh, you made the, the story short, but the, the heroism uh, of, of what took place on the <laughs> battlefield, I That's feel like right. was undersold there. Uh, <laughs> There, there was, and I don't know obviously all the details, but there was some some saving of some of your brothers out there while the the, the wounds ended up happening. Yeah, so basically, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like who who likes to pat themselves on the back? Like, oh, trust me, all these athletes <laughs> walk around. They'll, they'll tell you all the MVPs they have. Yeah. You, you need to, to pump up your chest I mean, a little bit. On the this reality one. is, I don't I don't consider myself a hero or or that have done anything heroic because I feel like. In that situation, any one of my guys would have done the exact same thing. That's what we were trained and bred to do. We, we, I mean, we. I like to say that you know, heroes are the ones that didn't come home. Um, but that specific day, uh, my team, we were out on a mission. Uh, we were ambushed. They had the high ground. They outnumbered us. We were very lucky to have uh, close air support. It was an intense firefight that lasted about an hour. During the process, one of my soldiers went down. Uh, he was in a bad spot mm-hmm. uh, and so I just kind of ran out there and I dragged him out of it and in the process I was shot five times uh, both arms shoulder chest uh, abdomen and, and through my hand and so um, but but he I was able to get him out of there and, and very very lucky to still be alive and, uh, and and grateful to be here today and and that is why the wounded warrior project is so important because there are those out there with stories like Lisa's and stories like like yours that uh that need help and, and get it through the Wounded Warrior Project. So uh, woundedwarriorproject.org is the place mm-hmm. to go to help out and get, get all that information. We'll continue to pass that along. Um, but 
thank you both for for joining us here and more importantly thank you for for everything you did for our country and 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 everything uh you continue to do with wounded warrior project well we appreciate it thank Thank you. you guys Sweet. Once again, it is Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, The Tim Donnelly Show. We'll be back right after this. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Live from Radio Row inside the Phoenix Convention Center in the heart of Super Bowl country, it's The Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dream Lawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row here at the Super Bowl. We're here all week and also all week. Robbie's going to try to stump me. Uh, We have big game trivia brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More as well as Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And uh, I'm 1-0, right? I'm a competitive person. I don't like losing. Robbie was not able to stump me in day one. However, he, he has indicated that they get more difficult as time goes on so we'll see if he can stump me today and as always feel free to play along text in your answers Robbie will ask the question I will give you adequate amount of time to text in to our dream lawns text line 757-687-9494 with your answers uh, without further ado Robbie give us some big game trivia all right this is big game trivia presented by Pitbull Tobacco and more Newport New Shipbuilding Tim which players have the most career fumbles in the Super Bowl? Oh, jeez. Most career fumbles. I can, like, there's individually big fumbles. I can't, most. It's got to be someone that's been to a bunch. There's two tied for the lead. If I get that. one, I'm considering it a win. Okay. I'm going to take two guesses at it. I'm going to go. Because of the Bills going four straight, Thurman Thomas. That is incorrect. All right, I have one more guess here. Um, by the way, feel free to text in. I don't feel like I ruined anyone's guess with that one. 757-687-9494. Mo- oh, it's got to be a quarterback. You, you were. I was thinking fumbles on carries. Got to be a quarterback. I will say this. Both, both of them are quarterbacks. Ah, see. See, now I want two more guesses. Okay. But, but, I'm going to go my two guesses locked in, Jim Kelly and Troy Aikman. Neither are correct. Gosh. Neither are correct. Wait, 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 wait. By the way, this is Big Game Trivia brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more, as well as Newport News Shipbuilding. Uh, One big key to the game, this is giving all of you time to send in your answers, 757-687-9494. Oh, man, some some of the ones coming in. That, that would have been a good guess. Um, again, 757-687-9494. One big key to the game is going to be experience. We've been talking about it all day. It could be nothing else today. It seems like every guest independently came to it on their own uh, experience, and that is going to be in favor of the Chiefs. They've been here before. They know how to deal with the hoopla. They know what hoopla is worth it and what hoopla is not worth it. I'm going to stop saying the word hoopla because I used it too much. <laughs> but uh, the, 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 they know, uh, you know, is it okay to get excited on Monday at, at opening night? Is media day something that should get the, the blood flowing a little bit? How much do you rev it up at practice? Meanwhile, the Eagles, on the other hand, uh, don't have that, that, that experience. At least, I, think, I believe there's nine of them that were on the, the last Super Bowl team. Uh, or sorry, there's only ten on the Chiefs, less than that on the Eagles. 
Uh, so the most could be nine. Uh, but like Kelsey's been there before, a few others, Fletcher Cox. But definitely not, not a ton. So, uh, so I think experience is one big key to the game. Uh, I'm going to read off some of the, the texts we're getting as answers to the question. Uh, we have Boomer Esiason, Cam Newton, Tom Brady is one that I didn't think of. Tom Brady is one of the answers. Uh, see, that's the one. I, as soon as I saw them say, send it in, I went, err. And it's perfect with our big key, you know, experience. Tom Brady Tons had a lot of experience he just in the had, Super Bowl. Like, on percentage of plays fumbled, he's probably, like, Very the bottom. True. He just has so many more plays. Uh, big Ben's coming through a lot. Terry Bradshaw, Fran Tarkenton, Joe Montana. So, so it seems like it, it's – the strategy was to find a quarterback that's played in a ton of Super Bowls. So I was kind of on the right track with Jim Kelly and Troy Aikman. You were. It ended up being Tom Brady and Roger Stallback. Roger Stall again, a quarterback been yep. to a bunch of Super Bowls. Roger Stallback. They both have five fumbles in the Super Bowl. I don't know if I was expecting that number to be higher or lower. Five seems kind of right on right on the money. Uh, we have to address this uh, this last bit of news before before we get out of here for the end of the show. Uh, but it, it, it happened right over my shoulder, right over my right shoulder on the Pat McAfee show, um, which is happening right here at Radio Row every day live. Uh, they had their Aaron Rodgers weekly interview. Aaron Rodgers, and, and we may even have to talk more about this to play you the audio tomorrow, uh, but he told the McAfee show that he's not going to make his final, final decision on future plans until he goes on what he is calling an isolation retreat which was explained as four days and nights in total darkness and isolation. A retreat. Sounds like torture to me, but he's <laughs> calling it a retreat, uh, which can lead to hallucin hallucinations, uh, which will give him an opportunity for self-reflection, all those sorts of things that Aaron Rodgers talks about. I want to go on record with this. I want to go on record, put it on the podcast, which you can find at PriorityAutosportsRadio941.com. Uh, and... and I want to go on record saying I think this might be a bit. I don't know if McAfee is in on it. I don't know if McAfee is in on it. I, I, I don't know. But, but what I do know, what I do know is it seems outlandish. Four days, total darkness and isolation, and food being slipped to him through a slot is how it was described. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know. I don't have insider knowledge, but I want to be on record that if they come out with a big gotcha, they did not get me, okay? If I think that, that four days in total darkness with no music, no interaction with anybody, complete and total darkness is somehow going to illuminate what he should do with his football playing career, I just can't buy into it. I just can't buy into it. So, again, if you're out there to, to gotcha, gotcha, you didn't get me, Okay. With that being said, if it is true, this is one of the crazier storylines we've seen in sports. Imagine if, like, Michael Jordan retired in 98, and instead of his press release that said, I'm back, if it said, I have gone to a small house and it was dark with no sounds, no interactions with any other humans, it was completely and totally depriving me of all of my senses. I ate minimally, and I had hallucinations, and it's told me to come back and play basketball for the Washington Wizards. Think of how crazy we would have looked at Michael Jordan. We've just been, like, sensitized by, by Rodgers. He gets a little bit more out there every couple of months, so now suddenly we're to the point where people are believing this. 
And I said suddenly. It wouldn't even be suddenly. Slowly, gradually, we've gotten to a point where people are believing this. I don't, like, if I'm the Raiders, I might be like, hold up. Were you serious? Because if I'm going to trade for you, I want to know that my my quarterback isn't making career decisions based on hallucinations and total silence and darkness. With that being said, get your texts in now. Oh, with that being said, actually, we have something to give away. This is much more fun. Uh, Chris Stapleton and his All-American Roadshow Tour, 97.3 The Eagle Welcomes. That's our uh, sister station. Special guests Margot Price and Alan Price. Friday, July 14th at Veterans United Home Loans Amphitheater. I believe Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. Correct. For the big game. So, so if you want to see him in person, right, you're going to see him sing the national anthem for the big game. You're going to go, oh, look at this. That guy's so cool. I want to watch him live. You'll already have the tickets if you are caller number four right now to 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494 for the Chris Stapleton tickets. Caller number four is the winner. Also, use that same number to get your texts in right now, 757-687-9494, because when we come back, we're going to read your texts and we're going to ask, does that do anything for you? Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport New Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And, Tim, we kicked off the show talking about opening night mm-hmm. and about the vibe around it. And from the 757, Tim, as an Eagles fan, I would like for my team to be relaxed, but at the same time I want them to be about business. <laughs> so about 50-50. I, I love when you ask an either-or <laughs> question and they answer with yes. I said, would you like your team? The, the, the two teams at opening night, to me, were decidedly different. There, there was a, a much more fun, loose feel to the Chiefs and a much more business-like feel to the Eagles. And, and, and you know, as I said, I don't think either is wrong. Uh, but I did ask, like, your preference, which would you rather have? Your team feeling, feeling real loosey-goosey or your team feeling real buttoned up? And uh, to answer both is wild because I don't know if you can beat both. Right. I don't know if you can like laugh at a joke but not tell a joke type of thing. I, I don't know if you can you can, you know, show up wearing a Hawaiian shirt but with a team issued gear over the top of it. It just, it just doesn't fit. You kinda have to pick. Um but again, I, I don't think either one is right or wrong. It just kinda is what it is. Tim from the seven five seven, what are your initial thoughts on Steve Wilkes getting the job with the 49ers as their DC? I, I think the Niners are the defensive equivalent of what the Chargers were for offensive coordinators, meaning they get the best of the best because they had the best situation to offer. That defense is talented. You get to, oh gosh, you have to coach Nick Bosa and Fred Werner and and, and the rest of that squad. I think they they got a very, very highly sought after defensive coordinator who many thought should have been a head coach. Uh, and, And they got it because, you know, with somebody with options has to choose you and and they chose san francisco wilkes did for a reason so i think it's it it makes sense it's a great hire but you know i don't think there's other teams that are looking for a defensive coordinator going oh why didn't we think to call wilkes i think it was oh we did call wilkes and he chose them it's 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 an obvious one from kw in the 757 we were to playing winners and losers earlier he said winner brooklyn nets loser luca do you really think that's the case history would say 
both losers, actually. Actually, no, because the Celtics have bounced back. I was going to say most teams that, that Kyrie leaves are not in great shape when he leaves them. But the, the Celtics have come out on the other side smelling like roses. Uh, so so we could say Brooklyn's a winner. I'm fine with that. Luka, I don't think, is the loser. As I said earlier, I think it's more Dallas. Um, because Luka's going to be – like, if Luka wants out, if Luka doesn't like Kyrie, Luka says, I would like to leave Dallas. And Dallas pretty much has to kowtow to his demands because he's he's a NBA superstar player, and that's what happens in the NBA. So Luka's not the loser necessarily, but Dallas – they may have just, uh, you know, signed up for a whole bunch of stuff they don't want, and that could include losing Luka, which would make them a big loser. From the 757, the Denver Broncos are going to win the division next year. Tim, I like positivity on the text line. <laughs> this seems a little bit too too much of a stretch. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, and maybe it's negativity. Maybe that's a Chargers fan that sent it in, and they're just like, the, the, the Broncos are going to win, aren't they? <laughs> um, I... I think very highly of Sean Payton, the offensive mind. I think very highly of Sean Payton, the head coach. I think the Broncos gave up too much for him, and he's not enough to make it work. Um, I, I I just see too many holes in their roster. I don't see Russell Wilson turning into you know, an inevitable guy that's going to do it regardless of who's around him. Uh, Javante Williams coming back could help. Cortland Sutton, another year removed from his injury, could help. There's, there's a lot that could help. Um, but there's also a lot that I don't think Sean Payton or Russell Wilson have the answer to. And with that, uh, I'm not willing to say they're going to win the division. Oh, by the way, the Chiefs are in their division. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. And Andy Reid isn't going anywhere. And they're here at the Super Bowl having a good old time. And uh, I would actually feel more comfortable saying the Chiefs are going to be back in the Super Bowl next year than I would be saying the Broncos are going to win the division. From the 757, just now talking about Aaron Rodgers. This texture believes that he's playing everybody. He might be. Uh, I'm, I'm completely open to that. Like I said, I, I'm not sure. I'm very open to the, the fact that it's a bit and it's a it's a gotcha. I am not sure whose gotcha it is. McAfee might be involved in it. It might be Rogers solo dolo. I don't know. Uh, but but if he I don't. If he came out and said he was joking, if he was like, guys, I was joking, I'm not going to go four days in complete and total darkness with no contact to the outside world, who amongst us wouldn't feel kind of foolish if we were like, ah, we fell for it? Like, that has to be a joke. But but maybe it's not. Again, I'm, I'm, he has my brain in a pretzel. From the 757, we learn a lot about our texters via the, the, the Dreamlons text line. And Greg in Gloucester says it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is about to pay for four days of solitary confinement. He said, when I was in prison, that's oh. what we called it. All right. Uh, keep him on my good side. <laughs> um, yeah, it does sound very solid, solitary. It sounds like, you know, what you do to prisoners. And right? I don't, and, and again, it, it's that's why I'm open to it being a bit. Like, how far can – like, do you think there's – he and his buddies are going, how far can we go and everyone will still believe us? I think that's what's happening right now. So there you go. Does that do anything for you here on the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row? To my right, uh, above the DraftKings booth here on Radio Row, they have a countdown to the Super Bowl. It says five days, 33 minutes, and 38, 7, 6, 35 seconds until the Super Bowl kicks off. So with that being said, we're going to give you an opportunity to rehear four of the best interviews that we had earlier today coming up in the next hour right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 
So stick around for that. We'll have more guests, more conversation, more Radio Row for you tomorrow starting at 3. So we will see you then. Until then, have a great night, everybody. And most importantly, thank you to Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call, 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. Now have a great night, everybody.